Twameva mata cha pita twameva Twameva bandhu cha saka twameva Twameva vidyadra vinam twameva Twameva saradam mamadeva deva I bow to the God in all of you. There was a saying of my gurus in conversations with Yogananda, which I would like to read. It's a very short saying, but it applies to everybody. He said, people spend too much time fussing over their possessions and persons. What a waste it is to devote so much energy to polishing, polishing, polishing this little body, home, and belongings all of which so very soon must be abandoned forever. I'll never forget years ago, it was here in New Delhi, and I was visiting the home of one of the ambassadors. He was actually listed as a plenipotentiary, a man with all powers. sounded very grand. And his home and his persona was sort of grand also. And then I came dressed humbly like this. Anyway, he served me tea in a very priceless, beautiful china set. And uh, I was able to enjoy it. It was beautiful. One loves beautiful things. He couldn't enjoy it. Why? Because he was constantly afraid of it's getting broken. When the servants were bringing it into the living, no, watch your step. Be careful. And he spent most of the tea talking about the incompetence of servants and how they break things and don't have respect for anything. And then they finally cleared it away, and he followed them with his voice all the way back to the kitchen, warning them, be careful, don't trip, and so on. I could enjoy it thoroughly. He couldn't enjoy it, because he was always afraid of what might happen to it. Now, the more we have an identity with the things around us, if we think, I own this, or I'm responsible for that, that's the source of a lot of our troubles. If you could really, one of the best tricks I have found in life is every night sort of go through my life and just give it all back to God. It doesn't matter. I was once in a courtroom and they were doing their best to destroy me. This happens sometimes. And in my mind I was saying, there's one thing they can never take away, my love for you. Love God, that's the only thing that matters. Your possessions, sure, but you get a beautiful tie, somebody spills coffee on it, oh my God! Why should it really matter? Be responsible, I don't mean to walk around like a tramp. Be dressed well as you feel that you should be for your particular station in life, but don't think that it really counts. Take everything you have in life as God's having loaned it to you. Because sooner or later, you will have to give it up. Sooner or later, everything. You know, it doesn't hurt sometimes when you're washing your body to think, well, someday this body, these muscles which seem so firm, they're all going to be dust someday or ashes. What does it matter? One of the beautiful things living with somebody who really was non-attached, as my great Gurudev used to be, was that Whatever happened, he let it come. One of his dictums was, 
Whatever comes of itself, let it come. And that meant the good and the bad and the indifferent. Whatever came, just let it be. You can't get these things by philosophy only. That's why yoga is so important. Because having affirmations, they work just fine until the tests come and then suddenly everything falls apart. But if you have really been living in such a way that, that uh, you know your reality is inside, when you meditate and you feel joy and you feel love, it isn't like a school lesson which you, the teacher says, all right, God is love, oh, God is love, so you write it down carefully. Not like that at all. Patanjali explained in his Yoga, uh, yoga Sutras that divine awakening comes by a process of smriti, you suddenly remember. When in deep meditation you suddenly feel joy, you don't have to tell yourself, oh, now this is joy. You don't have to ask somebody to define it for you. You are. Rather, I'll never forget years ago, I was young, a young monk in my guru's ashram, and I used to put my lunch aside and go and meditate for half an hour and then come back. Well. I was meditating, and toward the end of that half hour, I suddenly felt this wonderful joy right here. And uh, I thought, this is me. This is, this is so natural. I could never lose this again. So, like a stupid fool, I got up and went and had my lunch and got involved in talking with people and lost that joy. And it took me quite a while to get it back again. Any time that you get a little glimmer of who you really are, Hang on to it. Don't let your lunch or talk or other little things ever interfere. How many times we let that happen? How many times I've let it happen? That little distractions and suddenly they're gone. The greatest treasure that you have is not your diamonds or your gold or your bank account or anything. It's your joy. Wherever you go, Whatever you do, if you have that joy, you can always be at peace. I've had the particular karma of doing a great deal of traveling. I traveled from Romania to America for the first time when I was six months old. Well, of course, I don't remember that. But it's been a constant motion ever since. I've met thousands and thousands of people. But I've seen that what made those people really interesting wasn't so much what they did or what they had done, but who they were. I'll never forget a man I met in San Francisco in California. I was supposed to set up a series of lectures for the Jagadguru Shankaracharya from Govardhan Mat in Puri. And uh, this was a president of a college, and I just assumed that he was a regular pedagogue. And so we talked about when it could be, how it could be, the mechanics of it. Then I was driving away, and on the freeway I remembered this man's eyes. And I could suddenly realize that in those, those eyes there was joy. And I just really felt very uplifted just remembering that. It turned out that he was a famous author on subjects of yoga, Ernest Wood, his name was. But it was a wonderful encounter. We all have encounters like that from time to time. People we didn't expect it from, but somehow we remember their eyes. That's the reality. 
don't care too much about your possessions. Take care of them, yes, I think at least I am the kind of person who likes to be surrounded by beauty. I do like beautiful things. I see God in beauty. At the same time, if it turns out to be something different, let it be, it doesn't matter. God's beauty is still there. I've often thought I could live anywhere and still be happy because God is in my heart. Now, meditation can give you that. You don't have to <coughs> have the perfect environment. The, what you see behind me is a, it's not an actual scene. I wish it were. Well, in a way, I don't. It's the scene of my home in California. It's a photograph from the house of the garden with the beautiful view of the valley beyond. And uh, it's a lovely place. I thought, well, as long as I'm going to do something, if the money comes, and as it happened, my parents died and left me some money, and I knew that my father would never be happy if I gave it to the community. So I thought, all right, let me do something for the community that everybody could enjoy. This is my house and garden. It's like our spiritual center in the community of Ananda. And uh, yes, it's lovely, but here I am in the heart of the pollution of Delhi. I'm still happy. Beauty is what you are inside. Have happiness, have love. Isn't that what everybody is looking for? The things that happen to us depend on our karma, yes. But ultimately they depend on who we are. The one unifying thread in your life is you. You are the center post around which everything happens. And many people will say, oh, but this is unrealistic. You've got to, you, you can't just... Uh, Change yourself? What about all the suffering outside? The more you have of peace inside, it isn't just that you're peaceful while everybody else is upset, while there's turmoil everywhere. Actually, your peace infects other people. The more you change yourself, the more you actually do change your environment. I had a, an interesting experience like this many years ago when the People around me were all upset about something, and I just came on with calmness, and suddenly they became calm. You know, my guru's chief disciple, his, he was actually a businessman in America, but he was also a very great yogi. To be good at business does not mean you're not a yogi. It takes concentration to be a businessman. It takes concentration to succeed in anything you try. And he had that deep concentration that makes for success. Well, the people in, on his board of directors, he was on several boards of directors, and they would sometimes be uh, arguing and upset and so on, and uh, pitting each other with their ideas, one against the other. He would just listen for a while, and then he would calmly say, but it seems to me, th me that this is what we're trying to say. And they'd listen, and they said yes. Usually between two sides, there's always a compromise. Usually two people are talking about the same thing and don't know it because their own minds are throwing up so much 
agitation. But again and again I have seen that not only will people change when you change, but somehow circumstances change also. Life reflects back to us the kind of consciousness we project onto the universe. If you want peace in this world, don't expect peace to come to you just by shouting and going in marches and demanding peace of the world and so on. No, just be more peaceful. The most responsible thing you can do as a human being for the human race is to learn to be a true human being. Most people aren't really human yet. They're just sort of working at it. Sort of reminds me of that uh, yogini in Kashmir, Lala Yogishwari, who didn't wear any clothes. And people were somewhat scandalized. She said, well, why should I bother to wear clothes? I don't see any men around. One day there was a saint who was coming. And as soon as she heard he was coming, she went and rushed and found something to wear. She said, finally, a man is coming. The joke of it is simply that you're not completely human until you've explored your total potential as a human being. And to explore that potential, you must find out who you really are. Get to your own core. Get rid of all this. You know, in schooling, you add knowledge. In meditation and in yoga, you get rid of knowledge. You unlearn. You unlearn the thought that I'm an Indian, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a this, I'm a that. You're none of those things. It's like peeling an onion. Get rid of the peels and finally you come to that essence, which is what you really are. When there is joy inside, there is joy outside. Years ago, I had this experience that I was driving through a blinding rainstorm and uh, I, I had to get somewhere. I had an appointment. But I was getting more and more frustrated because the rain didn't let me see very far ahead of the road of the car. And then all of a sudden I thought, well, if I can't change the weather outside, let me have joy inside. And that's when this song came to my mind. There's joy in the heavens, a smile on the mountain, and melody sings everywhere. The flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning. Your soul is as free as the air. You can be as free and as happy as you like if you realize that whatever the weather is outside, you can have it inside. Don't be a slave to your environment. Don't be a slave to the way other people think. Like one saint said to Yogananda when he was a boy, are you married? My master said, no. He said, well, that's good. Better remain that way. But then he said, I'm married to a very materialistic woman, but she doesn't know where I am. In other words, he had escaped her. He was in the infinite. She didn't know that side of him. Try to be like that. You'll find that far from cutting you off from other people, it will actually give you a sense of your oneness with them, and they will have that sense of oneness also with you, as you are, so the world will be in reflection. God bless you.
there's joy in the heavens, a smile on the mountains, and melody sings everywhere. The flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning, your soul is as free as the air. The flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning, your soul is as free as the air. Leave home in the sunshine, dance through a meadow. Sit by a stream and just be The lilt of the water Will gather your worries And carry them down to the sea The lilt of the water Will gather your worries And carry them down to the sea Men hunger for freedom That don't see their dungeon Is only the thought that they Eyes of their shackles, the hope that tomorrow the doorway to joy will be found. Eyes of their shackles, the hope that tomorrow the doorway to joy will be found. There's joy all around us. Why wait till tomorrow? We've only this moment to live. A heaven within us is ours for the finding. A freedom no riches can give. A heaven within us is ours for the finding. A freedom no riches can give. There's joy in the heavens, a smile on the mountains, and melody sings everywhere. The flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning. Your soul is as free as the air. Flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning. Your soul is as free as the air. The flowers are all laughing to welcome the morning. Your soul is as free as the air.